story of Jesus. Yeah. Ain't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. 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 Let's go in the word of prayer. Brother John Cantrell, can I call on you to lead us in a word of prayer? Please? Father, we thank you again for another opportunity to gather fellow believers and hear your word preached. We thank you for all who were able to come today and we ask you to be with the blessed ones who are not here today. All these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Y'all can be seated. Look to page two. Let's sing a Christmas song here. Look to page 278. 278. <coughs>
now. Grayson, if you got something, can you share for us? Are right, you come on up? Man.
Great job. We're, we're going to do this. Uh, but before, I, before we do I want everyone to sing last night. I want you to come up and come over here and grab your book. We're going to do something. We're going to do the uh, Children Go Where I Send. Thee. Mitchell, do you have that CD from last night? Or did this CD number, uh, CD number 10. But while they're getting this uh, together, I'm going to recognize Mitchell too. Um, you know, we couldn't have done none of this without Mitchell. That's right. And, uh, you know, none of this has been possible. And just, I just want to thank, thank you, Mitchell, for what you do. And, and he works our sign, you know, he keeps our sign up to date and, and everything. You know, it's the little things that's behind the scene goes a long way. So, and uh, what Mitchell does goes a long, long way. But uh, anyhow, we just want to thank him. And y'all thank him too, personally, for what he does. <laughs> See, uh, page 11, page 11. Everybody go page 11. Uh, CD number 10. Yeah. Uh, I get it back to Okay, we're ready.
Amen. That, we had a good time singing that song for sure. That, we, when we practice it, we, you can see a little toe packing every once in a while. It was good. But anyhow, does anybody have anything before Brother Steve comes up and brings a message? Uh, we got some more specials, what we're going to do, but we won't do them today. We're going to just postpone them to next week because we're going to do a lot of singing uh, next week, I promise you. We're going to do a lot. So, uh, uh, but anyhow, we'll call on Brother Steve. I've this got time. a card I want you to read from Sister Neighbor Engel. This is to the church. This is uh, from uh, Sister Engel. Uh, May your hearts be filled with the real reason for the season. And uh, just thank you all so much for the, uh, the fruit basket and the singing of the Christmas carols. That was a lot, that was a lot of fun. And just thank you for the, uh, for the visit. She enjoyed that so much. And I love you all and hope you have a Merry Christmas. Love Nitra. She enjoyed that so much was coming by. What a blessing it was to be there. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that day just, not just, just blessed me. Again, I mentioned this, it blessed many others too. And uh, I can't, can't keep forgetting about Royce. You know, Royce, yeah. uh, even though he was with us singing and stuff and cheering, but he would, he, he enjoyed that so much and he, he just cried because he didn't. He done that very often, and, and just being with us and, and sharing those songs and sharing with those others, he enjoyed that so much. What a blessing it was, and that was a blessing to him and many others and me too. I promise you that. But anyhow, what a great day we've already had. And and does anybody have anything they'd like to share before we uh, before I call them brother Steve? Right, Lord, this morning, what has been good? It's been a blessing to be here. Well, Brother Steve, you are coming bring a message. Blessing the Lord. I don't know about y'all, but I've been blessed, man. Amen. What a, what a sweet blessing it's been. And last night, uh, I was so thrilled with our service and our cantata last night. And the, good number that we had and I want to uh, I want to thank everybody that invited somebody to come I I had several people tell me that so-and-so invited me to come and and um, I, I want to thank y'all so much for that and I believe that we lifted up the Lord Jesus Amen. Amen. I really do I, I believe that we lifted him up and there's and, some uh, looking for a church too yeah some looking for a church and uh, so let's pray uh, we've got a lot of folks sick uh, uh, right now. Uh, uh, Brian and Hannah that's been coming hadn't been here last few Sundays. I think she's she's sick, and uh, then they had I think their daughter Chloe was sick before that. So a lot of folks, uh, it's, as Brother Wayne made mention, it's going around like wildfire. And, and uh, but let's let's pray for all these that are sick and afflicted. Uh, continue to pray for Brother Robert. Uh, I think he had a little better day yesterday, but uh, uh, but he's in bad shape physically, and and so I'll continue to pray for him and Sister Nail. Uh, I don't believe anybody would love being here more than they would uh, uh, being here at church. But their their hearts and I, their prayers are are with us today, and I appreciate that, and I'm so thankful for all that I feel. I thought about. Uh, as he was singing the little drummer boy song uh, about not having a gift to bring uh, worthy for a king, and I, and I, you know, I've heard that I've heard that song a lot, and I just got thinking about that. Um, none of us have a gift worthy to bring to such royalty and majesty and uh, to God Himself, but the only gift He requires from us is to believe and trust and actually the gift is to us the gift is, is to us but to believe and trust in him that's all he requires boy that's not asking a lot is it it's really not for what we for the gift that we get from him and uh but i just thought about that um but i'm thankful 
uh, for what I feel down in my heart today. Um, uh, again, I appreciate these that took care of Brother Royce last night. He was he was really in a bind uh, and was sick, and I want to thank everyone that took part in getting him home and settled and, and taken care of. We we, we really appreciate uh, appreciate that. And uh, had several say last night that that uh, they could feel the spirit when they walked in the door, and that's always a good sign. Amen. That somebody don't have to come and sit down and wait a little while before they can feel the Spirit of the Lord, but said they can feel it when they come in the door. And, um, and, and that's a compliment to the church. It really is. And I appreciate that. I want to say this. I, I had the opportunity to attend Brother Enos Stone's funeral. Glenn and I got to go. We didn't get to go to the nighttime visitation, but we did get to go to the funeral. And uh, all I can say is, what a meeting. What a meeting. Uh, there was shouting. There was hands flying in there, just old hymnal singing. All we had was nothing uh, hymnal singing. And uh, I could just picture Brother Enos uh, being right in the middle of that. Being right in the middle of that. Yeah. And uh, I believe that's what he would have wanted. The preachers had all the liberty in the world. You know, a lot of times at a funeral, we preachers will get kind of nervous. Maybe we shouldn't get too carried away with God in the funeral. But boy, I'm going to tell you what, they let the Lord use them. They did. And uh, what, a, what a celebration service. And I know it's sad for the family. Greg, Eric, and Jeanette, I know they're... Uh, it's probably hitting them harder right now than it did when he died. But uh, what a celebration service. Amen. Amen. If you'll turn in your Bibles uh, in St. Matthew, on some familiar uh, uh, reading here uh, concerning when, when Jesus went up on the mount and, and was transfigured. And I've, I've preached on this before and uh, certainly heard it taught on uh, before, but uh, I want to share a thought with you that the Lord has given us and, and uh, hopefully uh, uh, that you can get something out of it today. And, uh, again, I want to encourage you that, that uh, if you have a need in your life, whatever that it might be, that uh, Jesus is the answer to whatever problem you're facing today and he will he will help you uh, he will come to your side and he will be there and all you've got to do is call on him today and i say that with boldness and i say that with confidence today a lot of things i'm not confident in i don't like to, to recommend too many things to people because i'm afraid they won't like it or it may not work out but uh, when it comes to jesus christ i can't say enough about him vanessa Amen. i can't Say enough about him today, uh, of what he'll do uh, for us today. <clears throat> Bible says in the 17th chapter of St. Matthew, and uh, I'm going to begin reading with the uh, first verse, 17th chapter, and the first verse. It says, After six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John his brother bringing them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, one for Elias. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And uh, just for a few minutes, I'd like to uh, uh, preach. I don't really have a, a particular thought. I guess it would be, uh, to hear him or maybe who to listen to. Maybe that would be a better uh, 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 title for a thought. But uh, I thought about this as we uh, come down to this time. Now the Bible 
teaches us that uh, for six days uh, they've not heard anything from Jesus or, or, or had, he, had He done anything it wasn't recorded in the Bible for six days. And, and so here uh, uh, Jesus comes uh, and He takes Peter, James, and John uh, and He carries them up onto a high mountain. Little do they know of what they're fixing to experience on this mountain. And He carries them uh, he carries them up there. And the Bible said that he was transfigured before them. And, and, uh, and the Bible said that a bright cloud uh, overshadowed. And you remember uh, under the law and in the Old Testament, it was commonly a dark, thick cloud that God came in to speak to the people. A lot of thunder, a lot of lightning, a lot of noise of trumpets. But here... We have the brightness of the face of Jesus, the light, and the, the bright cloud that uh, came about here. So uh, we begin to look, and, 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 and Peter, uh, uh, being the impulsive Peter that he was, and, and he, uh, I think Peter loved the Lord so much that a lot of times he, he kind of jumped the gun every now and then. I, best way I know how to say it. He, and I can't say nothing bad about him. Boy, he was, if anybody loved Jesus, he did. But uh, uh, Peter said it's good for us to be here. No doubt it was. I preached a message one time and the thought was a good place to be and it came from this. But no doubt this was a good place for Peter, James, and John to be in the presence of Jesus and Jesus being glorified and his face shining and then these two men that were from way back in the Old Testament appearing there talking with Jesus. Amen. And, and uh, 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 Peter was just so beside himself that uh, he said, let us make, if thou wilt, he did say that, if thou wilt, he said, let us make three tabernacles. One for thee, talking about Jesus, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And, and uh, uh, a voice came out of heaven. <laughs> this ain't the first time God had referred to Jesus as my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. He said that when He was baptized, if you remember. Amen. And again here He says, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye Him. Amen. Now I want you to understand that this was not to discredit Moses. This was not to discredit Elijah. Amen. These men were great reformers. Amen. Moses was a great mediator. They represented the law and the prophets. But we've come to a time here where one that's greater than them has come. Amen. Jesus Christ has come. The Son of God. God didn't say don't pay any attention to what Elijah prophesied. He didn't say don't pay any attention to the law that Moses gave. But He said, hear ye Him. When He was talking about Jesus. Amen. They prophesied of His coming. Of the coming Messiah. Now we have in this scripture, the Messiah right here in the flesh with men. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to tell you someday, a lot of times, if we're not careful, we'll put too much credit in a human being and not enough credit in God. A lot of times a church can put a preacher or a pastor or a deacon on such a pedestal. Amen. But I appreciate uh, what Brother Michael said in Sunday school. It's not the person, but it's what he represents. Amen. Amen. And the gospel of today. 
<coughs> Vanessa, if there's ever a time in the world that we live that we need to hear Jesus and what He's got to say. Amen. Somebody said, Preacher, I come to church to hear the Word of God, to get a message from God, to find out what God wants me to do today. And I'm glad you do. I go to church for the same reason. Amen. To find out more about God, to learn more about Him. Yes. But let me tell you something today. Once you become born again, washed in the blood of Jesus, you have a personal relationship with God through the Holy Ghost, the mediator, amen, and you can go directly to God through that. Amen. You can. Amen. I've told folks before, and I, I love good preaching. I really do love good singing, testifying. Good teaching. But I'm going to tell you something today. You and I can live well below our privileges if we don't realize that we can hear Jesus. Amen. We can hear Him today. And here, God is encouraging these men. Hear ye Him. Amen. Oh boy, I could write a book. Brother Bobby, all the times that I've just had to hear him. <laughs> I've had to hear what he had to say. Amen. I've gone to preach your brethren older than me. And uh, I've gone to talk to them about certain situations. And, and uh, I had a funeral one time where a, a woman preacher was asked to help in the very first funeral I ever had. And boy, I was in a pickle. I didn't know what to do. They said, this is Sister So-and-So. That night at the funeral home said, she'll be helping you tomorrow in the funeral. It scared me to death. And uh, I called Brother Ed Engel. And uh, I said, Brother Ed, I'm in a predicament. I said, uh, uh, this is one of my first funerals. May have been the first. And I said, uh, Sister So-and-So from the Unitarian Church has been asked to help me in this funeral. And uh, Brother Ed said, well, I just tuck tail runs. Well, I do. I just tuck tail runs. I don't have nothing to do with it. I don't want to that. And uh, I'd ask another preacher, and they'd give me a different advice, and another one would give me. <laughs> but what I had to do, I had to hear him. Yeah, right. yeah. I had to hear him. Yeah, right. Amen. <laughs> And I said, God, I was afraid I was going to bring a reproach on my church if I did this and I, people was going to talk and, and, and I didn't want to let this family down and, and I, was just in a, I was just in a predicament. And I said, Lord, I need you to guide me and help me. I've asked preachers and I've got three or four different preachers. I said, God, I need you to help me with this. <laughs> And if you don't want me to do it, give me the boldness, God, to stand before this family and just say, I can't. Mm -hmm. But God, if you want me to, give me a piece about it, Lord. <laughs> and he just as sure as I'm standing here, he said, you go on and you preach my word. Amen. You don't worry about what's over here or what's over there. You stand on my word. Amen. Amen. And the Lord helped us. <laughs> Amen. He helped us. I'm going to tell you today, if there's ever a time in America we need to hear from God today, that we need to hear Him, and not only hear, <laughs> but He, what He says to do. It's one thing to hear it, <laughs> but it's another thing to heed and to do that, that God I would have us to do, praise God, today. Boy, I tell you, I'm happy in the Lord right now. I really am. Oh, <laughs> Amen. Oh, man. No, Peter. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to build three temples. <laughs> this is not an ongoing city <laughs> that we're living in here. <laughs> but you just hear God in the flesh. Hear my son. Hear what he has to say. These men have done their job. These men have done their job. 
And they brought us up to this time in the Scripture here. Hear Him. I have people that ask me sometimes, and I know Brother Bobby, a lot of you have had this. People will come and they'll be in a, in a bind about something. And they'll, they'll ask you your advice on it, what, what, what you advise them to do. And, and we certainly, the last thing we want to do is give them bad advice. Mm -hmm. Say something that would cause them to make a wrong decision. And, and I'm not smart enough or wise enough to know off the top of my head the right thing a lot of times to say. <laughs> and, uh, but there's something that I can tell them and somebody will say, well, preacher, you're just looking for a way out. No, there's something I can tell them that I can be assured of it will work. It will work. And I'll say, go to Jesus about it and pray. Just go to Jesus and pray. Preacher, that ain't no help. I need an answer to this. <laughs> if you go and you'll hear him today, what he has to say, he'll not leave you dangling out over a decision, amen, and uh, uh, dangling out there uh, uh, in a world of confusion. But he'll give you an answer today. He will. I can't guarantee you it'll be the answer that you wanted or that the way that you thought it should be answered. But he will. He will. I want to encourage you to hear him. Hear him. That's what God said. Hear ye him. Amen. Yeah. I think the psalmist said in one place, he said, be still and know that I am God. Yeah. Amen. Sometimes, Brother Ricky, I just have to clear my mind of the things of this world and, and, and quit trying to work them out all on my own and sit down and be still and know, Brother John, that he's God. And then listen for his voice. Amen. Preacher, does he speak to you in an audible voice like we would speak together? Let me tell you something today. His Holy Spirit will lead and guide and direct. I have no reason or no excuse to make a wrong decision in life. I have a counselor that I can go to that will not lead me in the wrong direction. Why do you think so many mistakes are made in the world today by Christian folks and lost people alike? Why is there so many mistakes made? Poor decisions, we call them. I've seen people that's been in a bad financial bind, and you'll hear the people around them that know them say, boy, they made some poor choices. They made some poor choices. And probably they did. But do you know that not only is our soul saved from the devil's hell when we get saved, but we are abundantly given wisdom and understanding. The Bible says liberally. That means pouring it out. He says, see if I'll not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, amen, that you and I are able to receive so much. No wonder David said in the 23rd Psalm, my cup runneth over. The blessings he'll pour on. Amen. Amen. He'll pour them on. But He will guide us and lead us in the right directions. Everywhere they go. Let me say this. There was a time when after Jesus was, was crucified and He was resurrected on the third day and He spent a little time on earth after He was resurrected before He ascended back to the Father. And um, He wasn't seen of everybody, but He was seen of a few people. And uh, Mary Magdalene was, I think, one of the first ones there to see him. And, and then he appeared to his disciples in one place, and he appeared to some of them. And I think Thomas happened not to be there in that occasion. And 
Thomas heard the other disciples say it. We've seen the Lord. And Thomas said, I don't believe it. Uh, I will not believe it unless I touch his hand and put my hand into his side. I won't believe it. And then we know later that Jesus came to Thomas there and gave him that opportunity that he asked for. I don't believe Thomas had to reach his hand out there and touch. I believe he realized, my Lord, my God, knew who he was. But there, he had appeared to some folks there and there was a period of time, this is before he ascended, there was a period of time where he didn't appear. It's not recorded in the Bible that he was appearing to anybody. And Peter said, I go fishing. Hadn't seen him in a little while. I got to make a living. I'm going fishing. Don't fall out with Peter about this. I'll go to work tomorrow, good Lord willing. He said, I go fishing. The Bible said that six of his six disciples were there with him. They looked at Peter and said, we'll go with you. Mm -hmm. We'll go with you. The Bible said that they went out to sea and they had toiled all night long with their nets and had not caught anything all night long. <laughs> and the next morning, the Bible said that Jesus came and was standing on the shore there and I can just see him. Children, have you any meat? And they gave a direct answer. No. Ain't caught a thing. Jesus said, cast your net on the right side of the ship. Now a lot of us today, when Jesus says do this or do that, We'll say, Jesus, we've already tried mm -hmm. We've already tried that. A lot, of, a lot of people like to say when you're trying to help them or give them some advice, I've already done that, already done that, and already done that. I'm sure they had cast on the right, left, right, back. Jesus said, cast your net on the right hand side. And we know the story when they cast over there. I believe it was 153, not just fish, but the Bible says great fish. Bigger. And, and when, G, when when Peter realized that it was Jesus, he was, he the Bible tells us he must have been naked. And I think that was pretty common for those old rough fishermen out there. Uh, they were out there by themselves, nobody else around. They probably fished in the news. He put on his fisher's coat. Well, this is Jesus. He put on his fisher's coat. He jumped over the side of that boat. The Bible said that he swam to the shore. Impulsive Peter, the same one that said, let us build three tabernacles. Peter, I want to get there first. I want to swim. I want to get to it before anybody else. The Bible said that the rest of them came in a, in, in a little ship. Probably couldn't get the big one all the way in in a little ship over there where Jesus was at. In the meantime, Jesus had a fire built. He had fish on the fire. Before they ever brought those 153 in the net, he's already got fish prepared there. I can see him just to fry them there in a skillet. And, and uh, they come up there, Jesus told them, said, now bring some of y'all's fish that you caught. I've got bread. I hear him telling Peter, you're all soaking wet. Come up here by the fire. Warm up and dry off. Warm up. What are you saying, preacher? They heeded his voice. They heard him. They heard him. Today, we can try to figure out our families. We can try, we think that we know best for our families, what we need, what we don't need. But until we hear him and find out what God thinks about the situation, we're just, we're just casting stones. We're just 
We're just groping at air. Wasting time. Oh, Bobby, how much time I've wasted when I hadn't consulted God and the misery and the heartache that, that I've gone through because that I didn't hear Him. Hear Him. Amen. So I want to encourage you today. I believe we need to come to church. I believe we need to hear the gospel. Many times the man of God has preached and it's enlightened me on the decision that I was trying to make. It enlightened me on which way to go. But I want to tell you this, same person today. You have a personal, if you don't have, you need to get saved. You have a personal relationship with God. With God. And if you're in need of an answer to a decision, you can go to Him and He will lead you and guide you. Some of the best times, God, that I have with Jesus is when I'm just by myself. Just by myself. Boy, I've been in some good church services and I love being with God's people. But every once in a while, when I'm just by myself, just me and God. Yeah. Oh, man. And He's talking to me. He's encouraging me. He's leading me and guiding me and directing me. I can remember my parents, Brother Bobby, when, when I was going through my young teenage years and I knew everything and I was smarter than them, and I remember I, I, I decided I was going to do something and, and my parents were, knew that I didn't need to do it. It was something that could be dangerous or whatever. And they'd try to talk me out of it and, and they could tell that I was not comprehending what they were trying to tell me. And I can remember Daddy saying, listen to me. In other words, look at me. Comprehend what I'm trying to tell you. You don't need to go to a Charlie Daniels concert when they're giving a snowstorm between here and Nashville. Mm -hmm. But Daddy, I got tickets and I want to go. <laughs> and I paid for that too, Brother Chris. <laughs> Call as far as I got. <laughs> but I said that to say this. Jesus is saying, listen to me. Amen. Listen to me. No buts, no, but what, ain't it good that when you go to Jesus, you don't have to explain to him where you're at? Now, you, if you're talking to me, you might have to paint a picture of what's going on for me to even get an inkling of what you're talking about. But when you go to Jesus, Brother Greg, he knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows where we're at. He knows our needs according to the Bible before we even ask. Isn't that something? Before we even ask, He knows what we need. But He wants us to ask. By us asking, that means we're putting faith and trust that He will give us what we stand in need of. No, Peter, we don't need three tabernacles. <laughs> it's a good thought. And you had a good idea. But there's no man that compares to Jesus Christ. Amen. There's been some good men of God down through the years. Amen. And I wished I could be a quarter of the man that Elijah was. Or that Moses was. Yeah. I'll never be that. But there is a man. Jesus Christ. And God recommends to us I believe He commands us to hear Him today. Hear Him. And if you're still tossing with a problem or a decision or, or something that's been weighing heavy on you and you've lost some sleep, you're worried about it, why don't you just hear what He's got to say? Hear what He's got to say. You can be like me. You can go to a lot of different people and get certain yeah, different answers. Lord. And every answer that I got from those people was in good faith. It was. Yeah. They were trying to give me the right answer. But I had to go to Jesus. 
I guess I learned that from Brother Paul Kelly, uh, Brother <coughs> Dwayne Kelly. Mm -hmm. Brother Dwayne, when you would go and ask him about anything that is this right or is that right, right? Brother Steve, you just need to pray. <laughs> well, I was going to make a shortcut and just ask you. No, you need to pray. <laughs> Boy, <I> pray. <laughs> that same Jesus that would talk to Brother Duane, that talked to Brother Ann and all them hero preachers of mine. Why? He'd speak to me. <laughs> and he'd give me the answer. I'm going to say this in closing. Brother Michael, the longer I've been saved, the less confidence I have in myself. Me too. The less confidence I have in myself. When I get up in the mornings and I swing my legs off the bed and they hit the floor, I'm thinking about how much I need Him. How much I need Him. Lord, I don't know what I'm going to face today, but God, You already know. You can see around that next bed, God. God, you don't have to tell me what's around there. I don't probably wouldn't do me any good to know. But God, I know that you'll give me grace and wisdom and understanding to face whatever comes in my life. And God, when I get to in life where I put somebody up higher than they need to be, and I might want to build a temple and put their name on it. God, help me realize just to hear you. You're the only one worthy of a temple. You're the only one worthy of us even having a church today. You're the head of it. You're why we're here. Amen. I, I'm going to quit preaching. I want you to get up and sing. Yes. I love the Lord. 593. 593. Praise God. Let's all stand.
Thank you. 